You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Leadership Powered by Common Sense. I'm your host, Doug Thorpe, and today I've got a a new friend. I have referenced him in some of my writings, and now we're going to get to uh, hear him speak and visit with us. His name is Jonathan Rivera. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Brother, I am so stoked to be here, and I am humbled by the fact that you wrote about me and you shared the blog post. I was showing everybody, look, look, look. I was so proud. And so I'm glad to be here and be able to hang out with you and your audience today. Yeah, for those of you who may not have seen it, what we're talking about, Jonathan introduced me to a mantra that says, the right word spoken at the right time by the right person can change a life. And that just grabbed me. I mean, I mean that maybe, it, I don't know what it says about how I'm wired, but uh, it really resonated with me. And uh, so much so I did. I wrote a couple of social posts and did a blog on it. And I, I just think it's a powerful thought. And it resonates with the idea that I've got. You know, I talk a lot about being what it means to be a leader and step up and, and uh, help the world where you are. And being a leader doesn't require you to have a, a job at work that gives you that authority. You can be a leader in your community. You can be a leader at your church or synagogue or wherever you may worship. There's just so many opportunities as we go about our lives where we need leadership. So anyway, I'm, I'll step off my soapbox for a minute, Jonathan, and want to really lean into part of what I really like about your backstory is you're not ashamed of some failures that happened that taught you some life lessons and you talk about those things, I think elsewhere. So as is a little bit of a tradition here, give us a quick backstory. What has your journey been about to get to where you are right now? Man, I have not stopped failing. What I have changed is my relationship with failure and failure is now my friend. Failure is now fuel for my next success. But it wasn't always that way. I was a, a failure in school. I failed. I, I got kicked out of uh, Catholic school in fifth grade because <laughs> uh, I failed to follow their rules and failed to do homework. And uh, I just kept on that tradition for, for my all, all the time I was in school and to the point where I didn't graduate high school with everybody else. And that was fine. I didn't care. I, I really didn't care about school or any of that. And uh, my friends later on in life told me, dude, you were such a, a, a rebel. You were such a rebel in school. And I really wasn't. I was a reject. I was a reject and I rejected everything they were trying to teach me because it didn't resonate with me. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't fulfill me. But here's the, here's the silly part. I actually listened to my parents when they told me to get a trade. And, and go to work. And I remember my mom's words on this. Get a trade because you'll always have something to fall back on. Fall back on. And that's the way I was raised with that weird programming. And they did the best they could. My parents did the absolute best they could with what they had. And then I, I spent many, many years reprogramming, unburdening myself 
with their limiting beliefs and struggles and and figuring out who I was and what I was meant to be and what I was meant to do. So I went from being an electrician to being a real estate agent, to being a real estate investor, to being a online business owner to today, just like you said, I'm on a mission to get the right words from the right person at the right time to change a life. And that's the work that I do. That's what fulfills me. So gets me out of bed and gets me closer to God. Amazing. And, you know, I, I know there are going to be those out there that are listening and they're going to say, and that's me, that's me. You know, that experience in school was never a fit. Um, I've talked about this occasionally in my own situation. I've got five kids and four of them did the very usual trajectory, you know, school, college, and go to work and all that. But the fifth one was my rebel. And, uh, he, you know, dropped out of high school in 10th grade and just said, I don't need this anymore. And literally walked down the street and sat for his GED, didn't even take any of the prep courses and aced the GED. And um, now he's a, he's a senior officer of a regional bank, wow. you know, so um he had the intellect, it, it just the uh, nothing in the public school system challenged him in a way that resonated. So he could do the work and he just, he didn't care. <laughs> didn't, <laughs> like you say, didn't care. But uh, so if we can lean into the, the fail part, I, I love your statement. Failure is now your friend. Uh, how did you come to that epiphany? Was it, was it a slow evolution or was there one of those aha days? Through a lot of pain, through, through a lot of getting my butt kicked up and down the road. And I could either shy away. And, and I, I don't remember who said it, I gotta, I gotta write this down so I can give credit next time. But the only failure is, is when we quit. And the thing about me is I don't have any quit in me. That's my problem. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But in my relationship with failure, not having quit in me, I had to do something with those failures. And it turns out that failure are lessons. That's why I say failures are fuel for your next success. Because if you take a failure and you look at it and you analyze it and you think about it, you can turn that into your next success. And I have a tool that I use and I wanna share this with our listeners right now, something practical, something you guys can use. I call it the course corrector tool. And it's so simple that you're gonna to wanna to ignore it at your peril. But if you use this tool, if you use this tool, it will be fuel for your next success. And it's quite simply, what worked? Get out a piece of paper, get out a pencil, write it down. What worked? Anything that you're looking at, what worked, what didn't work, what could I do differently? That's it. It's the course corrector. What worked, what didn't work, what could I do differently? You sit down, you analyze it, you're objective about it, and you learn from your failure, which fuels your next success. You know, that sounds like something that uh, John Maxwell has famously said, you know, the old adage is experience is a great teacher. Well, that's not really true. Just going through an experience doesn't necessarily teach you anything unless you do that informed work to look at what that experience was about. 
And I love your simple framework there. What about it worked? What about it didn't work? And what could you do differently? And I think that's Maxwell's point. You, When you have one of these experiences that doesn't turn out like you want it to, you can't just pile that on and strap it to your cargo load that you might be dragging around with you. And that's another whole episode we could talk about, <laughs> but rather dissect it, learn from it, pick what you can that can propel you forward. And I love that thinking. That's that's a great, um, great tool there. Can you share a little more specific example of the besides school days? What was one of your adult fails that help propel you to a new level. I promise you, I fail daily. I can just look back over the last year and I was in a mastermind, very high level business owners, movers and shakers, people that are flying on private jets and <clears throat> yachts and buying islands. And, and I'm in there and I'm enamored by this life. In fact, I spent four years in that mastermind and last year was a pivotal point for me because I was looking at what these guys were doing. I was looking at what these guys have. I was looking at everything and trying to figure out, well, how, how can I do that? How, how can I get involved in that? And the fatal mistake I made was doing too much. And we opened an econ, we sold our real estate a bunch of real estate. We opened an e-com business. We opened a media business. We were thinking of this idea of diversifying. And I just did air quotes, people, diversifying because it's the wrong way to diversify. And what happened was we had a terrible year in, in multiple ways. Number number one, we, we those two businesses uh, just sucked the time and the life out of us. They uh, also took some money out of our bank account. <laughs> so they, they damaged our savings. And, and even worse, they took my focus off of what was important, my work at the podcast factory. And so I went through a really bad year. And it wasn't till maybe the last quarter where the whole year I've been praying. I've been asking God for answers. What are you trying to teach me? What am I supposed to learn? What work are you trying to do through me, Lord? Please show me the way. And it took all year for me to realize distraction, distraction, distraction. I was doing the wrong things because God put me here to get the right words from the right person at the right time. And I'm doing all this stuff that doesn't line up with that mission. And I got punished for it. But it took me a little while to realize, hey, uh, this hurts and I don't want to do it anymore. What can I do differently? What worked? What didn't work? What could I do differently? Yeah, I'm happy for you that you paid attention and got the got the picture right. But I, I think one of the things that I, I, I think about when I listen to your story there, this is a common plight that I think so many entrepreneurs get hung up on. And that is they look around and they see what other people are doing and they start 
coveting that, whatever that is. It's it's like, yeah, well, I can do that. I can be that guy. I can go do this thing. And they do. They lose sight of whatever sense of purpose and mission they might have already identified. So they start craving these other things and, and they get distracted and, and you know, bright shiny object is a is a great syndrome that a lot of entrepreneurs have and I, i'm convinced on one hand it's part of the entrepreneurial spirit you know is is to look for opportunity that's just part of the dna but once you've already committed to a certain focus or even business model uh, you need to be careful about glomming on too many of those other ideas and, and, and getting really, really distracted. Brother, uh, you are preaching to the choir, but uh, I would say that I wouldn't change any of that. I mean, it costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of heartache. There's no question about that, but it did bring me closer to my faith. It, it brought me closer to God. It, it taught me, lessons on surrender which is something that us type a personality entrepreneurs don't know anything about when we're first getting started letting go how could we let go but letting go and giving it to god is what he wants and i didn't know that till i went through this and so surrender was one of the big lessons i learned from it and it feels so good to be in a partnership with my father up above in what I'm supposed to do here on earth. And, and, and the other thing, and, and my faith is built on this. I'm not sure if we have the same uh, Christian, Catholic, I'm a Catholic uh, faith, but our faith is built on forgiveness. And we as entrepreneurs, as alphas, we are the toughest on ourselves. We never, ever, ever let ourselves live down our mistakes. But if you're tied to your faith like I am, we're supposed to be forgiving people. And more importantly, we're supposed to be forgiving ourselves. And so it was a journey in surrender and forgiveness. I would not change any of it because I don't think I'd be here today feeling the way I do if I hadn't gone through it and, and God didn't teach me that lesson. Yeah, good word. Uh, you know, I, I think it is so important that being able to be successful in business has everything to do with the right mindset. And if you're view of things is cluttered or uh, just full of junk like like your garage may be you know your garage has a tendency to get out of control a little bit and it's a place just to throw stuff and you know get rid of things before you get rid of things <laughs> and uh you know it's it's so important to keep that clutter out of your brain and out of your mind and out of your whole psyche. You've, you've got to stay fresh. You've got to stay focused and keep those things moving forward. And it really does. I appreciate what you said there about forgiving yourself. If there is a moment where you failed or you slipped or you fell short of whatever it was you thought you were going to do, it's that, grace and forgiveness for yourself that can really help make a difference as well. And in my experience, if you don't learn from those experiences like you're talking about, the 
question is, do you get bitter or do you get better? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can get bitter about the fails and, you know, they're piling up. You see the bank account dwindling and you can get real hostile about that. And that energy just doesn't serve a good purpose for the long run and turning things around and, and focusing on the things that do matter. So as we've been saying here, if you can learn from the experience, you can get better at what you do. Business is all about solving complex problems as fast as you can create them. Become the best problem solver by leading others to greatness too. And the first step is going to DougThorpe.com. Doug Thorpe is known globally for coaching entrepreneurs and business leaders, improving their performance and the work output of everyone surrounding them. You can find health, wealth, and happiness by learning to lead others to health, wealth, and happiness. Go to DougThorpe.com now and order Doug's books or hire him to coach your managers. That's Doug, T-H-O-R-P-E.com. So I hope my Texas draw was clear there. Bitter or better. I like that. <laughs> I think there's a, also a uh, another piece that is something that I, I've been striving for and I feel closer to, but I'm, I'm nowhere near where I ought to be. But another thing, as a man, we, we, we think our failures, we take them so hard. And then the other side of that is we take them personal and we keep them to ourselves and we don't ask for help. And that was one of the biggest things as my whole world is crumbling down, I'm taking it all on my shoulders. Like you said, I'm a mule carrying that and it didn't have to be that way. And like I said, I prayed, I asked God work through me, work with me, show me the path. And he gave me answers. And one of the answers was ask for help. Like, Tell, tell your wife what's going on because she knew I was a mess. I was just volatile. Everything was upsetting me and it wasn't my personality. And she was for a couple of weeks walking on eggshells. And finally I told her, look, this is what happened. This is what's going through. This is, this is what we lost. This is where we are. And now it's time to rebuild. And you know what? She didn't shame me. She just said, I knew something was wrong. Boom. She stepped up into solution mode. And my wife, her name, I call her Cupcake. My, my wife, Cupcake, she is usually not a quick decision maker. But at that moment, she made a decision, made some moves, made things happen to help me recover. And boom, we've been on the upswing ever since, closer than ever. Great story there. And and you're right. I think in the the male part of the species, there's there is this... Pride maybe is the word, I don't know, but it's this um, it's this sense you just got to absorb it all, take it all in and deal with it. And uh, certainly you don't want to encumber those around you that you say you love. But the irony is they're there watching your pain and they, 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 they want to help. They, they want to do something, they, but they need to know what kind of journey it is you're going through so they they can come alongside be those helpers 
It's interesting. Well, look, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, and this has been rich, and we could probably go on for a good bit about it. But I, I do want to get into, you've alluded to your current business, the Podcast Factory. So tell us what that's all about. Man, it started as uh, as fun. I got on the internet. <laughs> this is going to date me. But I, I got on like I said, I, I did real estate. The real estate market crashed and I had to rebuild back in 08. And that's the first time I diversified. And that's when I said, listen, I need two different sources of income. Should this real estate thing happen again, I really need to not be totally dependent because that's where I was. That was a big failure. I, I looked at it, asked what worked, what didn't work, what could I do differently? And the difference was let's get two sources of income that are totally unrelated so that we have some safety. And I started building uh, a business online. At that time, it was like info products and, and real estate training and different things that, that I could sell online. And I started doing a podcast. And this is back in 08. So, uh, yeah. Uh, been in podcasting a minute, but back then they said that uh, you had to be a thought leader and you had to blog to be a thought leader. And I was not going to be blogging. I was not going to be writing. I was not going to be doing any of that. But lo and behold, I, I figured out I could record podcasts and I was the first of my friends to do it. And everybody around me was like, whoa, dude, how <laughs> yeah. are you doing that? And before we know it, it turned into a business. It turned into a business, the podcast factory, the agency. Uh, there were iterations of it, but it was the same concept. I had people who changed my life. I had people who shared their wisdom with me, enlightened me, and helped me when I was rebuilding that real estate business. I said, I said if we could record these conversations, put them on the air, I bet we could help some people. I bet this would be cool. And it turned out to be really cool. It turned out to be a business. It turned out to be my mission today. That's what I do is I help people who I believe in, who have helped me, who I can get behind their mission. I help them expand their reach. I help them get that message into the right ears so that they can change somebody's trajectory. And that impact is making this world a better place. And see, a lot of people will tell you what's wrong with the world. This is wrong and that is wrong and that is wrong, but they won't tell you how to fix it. And right. we are here today fixing it by fixing people's mindsets. Because I know you know this, you've been coaching forever. Mindset is the first, last, middle thing that we have to fix in people. So we start with mindset. We start with changing people's view of the world. And then we start rebuilding them. And anybody... Any of my clients that I work with, they have to be on that same trajectory of changing lives, making the world a better place and doing something good. Yeah, I love that. And so let's just take it one layer deeper into the kind of the nuts and bolts. So if, if a business person says, I'm interested in starting a podcast, you can take them from start to finish on what they're going to need to do with it. I like what you said there, and I want to highlight that, okay? If a business person wants to start a podcast, that means you have a business. That means you have something going on, something that's already working, and you want to add to it. Absolutely. 
And the work that we do, uh, I, I never really thought of it this way, but a recent client, and we're recording a case study about this. I can't wait to get it out. He called the work that we did together transformational. I never, never, never would never think that. I'm like, hey, this is a good tool to get you more sales or to get you more leads or, or to get your name out there, whatever it is, whatever your goal is, uh, we can help with that. But the way that we transformed him was getting clear on his message, who he's speaking to, how he can help them, what he wants them to do. I never thought of those things as transformational, but he did. And that's what we do. We get these guys crystal clear on who they're talking to, what they want their listener to do, and then we build a bridge to that action through content. Well, that is a common theme, and we've actually talked about it several times here on this show <clears throat> as an idea for business owners. You know, I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I've dealt with that are all spun up and they're worried about, well, how do I get the word out? How do I get more leads? How do I get more sales from those leads, et cetera, et cetera. But if you've got something that is a unique value proposition, and hopefully you've figured that out as a business owner at what that is, that is ideal makings of a, a podcast. You you can begin putting out messages, whether you just record it by yourself or you do have guests like we're doing here. You can talk about that thing you do and you can, you know, bring in, maybe bring in a satisfied customer to tell their story and share that with the world. And you get that exposure and that input. And I know, I know a lot of people are going to say, I don't want to get on a microphone. I definitely don't want to turn the camera on and all that. Well, those are the microphone parts sort of unavoidable if you're going to be a podcaster, but the video is optional. And uh, it's, uh, it, it is a great way to get out there and, and share more of your story. It's interesting. Like this guy, because I want to give a, a specific example so that our listeners can kind of get it. He is uh, a gentleman who does uh, post, post mergers and acquisitions integration. Very nerdy thing. Uh, and, and most people don't know they need it. They think that they're going to do a merger and acquisition and everything's going to go smoothly. And what happens is, these are his words, most M&As destroy more value than they create. And I was like, wow, that, that's fascinating. I didn't know that. But if you looked at the guy's website, <laughs> you wouldn't know what the heck he did. And so going through the process, we got clear not only on what he did, who he's doing it for, and how he helps, but also getting his unique positioning in the marketplace. Like uh, his, his podcast is called The Pace Setter Pod. He sets the pace for integrations. And this is now he's hanging his hat on that because it's most very clear, more clear than it was on his website. And now he owns that position. And I think that's what it is. We might be out there. We might think we know what our USP is. We might be a little uh, unsure if we're hitting the right mark. And the work that we do is we get in and we get that thing dialed in so it means something and so that it ties to your business. That's why it has to be a business owner. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's funny. I'm I'm going to tell a little story to kind of prove the point for um, anybody that's listening and thinking about dipping their toe in this water. Uh, several months ago, this was prior to the holidays last year, I, I had to go for kind of an annual checkup with my dermatologist. And I walked in her office and I was wearing my show t-shirt. I've had t-shirts made for my show here, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. And we're sitting there talking and she stops all of a minute and she said, your shirt just registered with me. I said, what do you mean? And she said, I've been listening to your show. You're the guy. <laughs> she goes, oh my God, oh my God. And um, I said, well, well, thank you. That's that's interesting. And and she goes, no, no, no. She said, I, I picked this up. She says, I don't know if a friend told me about it or... She said, but I've, I've got about an hour commute to the clinic here. And she said, I, I listen to it going and coming every day. And she said, I'm so I've, I've been back two or three times since then. And, and uh, in fact, was just there yesterday. And um, she was telling her technician, she said, you got to get this guy's show. You got to. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, you know, that's the way it grows organically. You know, the story gets out and people start talking. And uh, it it's it was definitely I can't deny it was rewarding to hear someone that had you know where it had such a good impact on them. Isn't but, it? Uh, but I wasn't out promoting other than wearing my shirt, which I taken advantage of periodically, you know, to <laughs> help help promote it locally anyway. But uh, it, uh, it 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 is interesting. But then it spawns, you know, and and she had two or three specific episodes she said oh my gosh you know what you said here and what your guest had there and so it it does have legs goes back to what we said the right words from the right person at the right time she's listening in the car however many episodes she listened to she was able to name a couple that made a difference in her life and i think that's our duty and i think that people out there that are afraid to do it but have a real mission have a real purpose and can help really owe it to not just themselves because it's selfish to keep that to yourself. God wants us to give. And I think it's up to us to decide how we're going to give. And this is the way that I give. This is the way our clients give. This is the way that you give. It's a way to put something out there to make somebody's life better. And if you have information perspective that can do that, you kind of should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and tying all that together with something we talked about at the start of the show is that, um, you know, I am absolutely convinced, and it is centered in my own faith and belief, that as Scripture tells us, we are uniquely and wonderfully made. What that says is we are each a one-of-a-kind. We, we may look a little bit like somebody or, you know, look a little bit like a crowd that we might travel in. But ultimately, our thoughts, our experiences, and the offering that we can make to the world is unique. So number one, don't burn time trying to emulate somebody else, copy somebody else, and be somebody else. It's one thing to learn from their journey, you know, study the steps they took to elevate their business and their message the way they did. You can borrow the method. You can borrow the tools. I mean, right here, 
we're recording a podcast. Okay, I'm using Zoom. Well, that's a tool. That's just, you know, it doesn't make me be some different me. It's just a tool. And it this is going to end up on streaming channels and on YouTube. And again, those are all tools. But the substance of the message you've got and the way you can share and influence the world, that's what it's really all about. So I guess what's on my heart right now is to say to people, stop trying to copy somebody else. Focus on the meaning of, of the real you. And I'm, I'm, this may sound really random, but I, I just had a thought of, of a, a tool I use sometimes when I am working with clients. When they seem stuck on this idea of I'm not sure I know who I am really, I, I encourage them to reach out to their circle of friends and ask those friends to offer up three to five words, just simple words that come to mind when they want to describe the person. And, it you know, it sounds a little bit self-aggrandizing, but it's a very powerful way and 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 good friends are going to be more than willing to share that with you when you tell them i'm on a journey here i'm trying to center in on a sense of purpose and being help me give me some words what do you observe how, how do you see me show up what are those words that would describe that and when you put that word salad together you're going to get a really clear picture it's going to paint a bullseye of exactly who and what you might be to the world. I like that idea of words. It's, it's so easy to do. I'm going to use that. I'm going to take that and uh, put it in my tool case to use. Yeah. Thank you. For that. Yeah. So with that, Jonathan, uh, we'll wrap this up. Tell everybody the best way to get a hold of you if they're looking for more. I think there's two things that, that we want to think about here. Uh, number one, if you're looking for inspiration, if you're looking for perspective, if, if you're looking for a shift in your thinking, and maybe you can't find that in your, your local community, we've got about 80 to 90 different shows over at the thepodcastfactory.com. All you have to do is find the client showcase, scroll through and try any one of them. They will uplift you and help you. And the other part is if you've got a message, if you've got a mission and you need to amplify that, that's what I do. And the same thing, the podcastfactory.com and book a call, book a call and we'll talk and, and I'll show you how you can turn that mission and message into something bigger. All right. Well, as always, folks, we'll have that information in the description below this episode. So uh, just scroll down and take a look. We'll have those links there for you. Jonathan, I really thank you for coming on and, and being very real and sharing your journey and uh, all the great work that you do now. Brother, I want to, and, and hopefully you can edit this out if you want, but, but I had this written down and it's right next to something you told me. So first, the thing that you told me, God, I have an outline, but don't let it stop you, right? <laughs> I, I love that. And then it's written right next to this. I'm thinking about it. It's Ephesians 2.10, where we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So you have a message. You have a mission. God gave that to you. Do not let him down. Yeah, very good. 
Well, good words to put an exclamation point on everything. And again, thank you, Jonathan, for sitting in. Folks, I want to remind you, uh, I've alluded to it already, but I do want to specifically remind you, we have a video version of this over on YouTube, channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Hop over there and uh, you can take a look at our archive. I'm real happy to announce that by the time this show airs, we will have passed the 150 episode mark and and marching on. So uh, I'm... uh, feel proud and honored for the guests that I've had come join me in the work that they've shared. And I certainly hope that this is a great value to you. And I want to thank you for spending your time with us today. For now, we're going to sign off, say goodbye, and wish you the best. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.